0: So, welcome back, or welcome to the first, the actual first episode of The Salvage Podcast. Yay. Yay. Um, It is Wednesday, April 18th, apparently the day that the aliens were supposed to abduct everybody. Um, My name is Elizabeth Burns, and I am here with my creatrix in crime. Is that good? Yeah.
1: Perfect. Kate Fowley. Hello, everyone. I'm Kate Fowley. And that piece of news about the aliens that you just mentioned was like news to me, and I think that we should have talked about devoting our entire first podcast. I know we should have. That. We should have thought about that what a little bit more. Thinking.
0: What I was thinking was like on the way here. Um, I went to McDonald's because I really needed tea and food. So I ate like at Dufferin and St Clair. I ate a McChicken beside a garbage can.
1: that's like peak Dufferin and St. Clair
0: and that is basically an extension or a result of our topic tonight which is creativity and having a fucking full-time
1: job because this is really basically like it's This is the theme of our first podcast episode, but it's the theme of like our lives right now, basically, mm-hmm. like staying creatively engaged, staying inspired and also managing a full-time job and being creative and engaged there at the same time. Yeah. So like, how do you stay on all the time? We're going to tell you how during this episode. No, we're not going to, we're not, we're just going to tell you hopefully some things that work for us yeah. and then maybe they'll work for you too. And we can, we can just, we'll
0: figure it out, chat it
1: out. Yeah, Yeah.
0: so I don't know. Do you want to go first or do you want me
1: to go first? <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Okay. Well, something that you and I have been talking about lately is um, adrenal fatigue. Yeah. Which is like, that's like a hashtag wellness thing that we can talk about.
0: So Kate basically thinks that She has adrenal fatigue.
1: Um, True. Neither of us have been to a doctor in a while. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, yeah, like, this is truly, like, a self-diagnosed thing. But, like, adrenal, and also, I've been, I listen to a lot of, like, wellness podcasts, obviously, that have been talking, like, adrenal fatigue is, like, trendy right now. And, like, we talk about it like, like, collectively. (laughs) And I think, well, yeah, like, a lot of people probably do. But I think that, like, the symptoms are just so like common across the board that like if you kind of knew about it you'd be like yeah I have that like it's like if you're like I work in I work full-time in social media marketing I drink a lot of coffee I could eat better I don't sleep exceptionally well or ever or ever And yeah, I feel like adrenal fatigue just sort of like makes sense, makes sense for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So cool.
0: Well, my medical, my current medical issue is that I get constant migraines and headaches. Yeah, that's- I like to think that it's because of a tumor, but what it really is, is a ton of stress. And I like to pretend that I'm not as stressed as I really am. And when I act like I'm really stressed out, it's usually over trivial stuff. Like, oh my God, my roommate needs to take out the garbage tonight because it's Wednesday and it's recycling and he didn't do that even though he was home all day. So that's the kind of stuff that I verbally and noticeably stress out about. But all of the real stuff, like I'm having an existential crisis. um, I'm having a really hard time staying interested in my full-time job right now. That's the stuff that I keep like... under
1: the surface yeah and like I don't know I I totally know what you mean about like small things like that feeling really big like during the week because I think like for me when I'm like just feeling like I'm I'm on like a tight time schedule or whatever like small things feel so much bigger like my world feels so much smaller that like when small things come up like that they feel bigger and it's like oh my god this is gonna like take all of my energy and like I just don't feel expanded like I do on the weekends. And, you yeah. know what I mean? And I need like that that expand that feeling of like having a bigger frame of mind is like so conducive to inspiration and like feeling inspired and like going out of my way to like seek out things that further expand me. You know what I mean? Like that feeling of like being in an expanded mindset like begets more expansion. But then it's like during the week I'm like I feel so small. So then it's like I don't know how to get out of it.
0: I have I don't know, I mine is kind of articulated in a different way, but it's kind of the same idea. It's like, I have all of these big, big, big ideas and motivations, ambitions, and desires, and then I'm usually surrounded by people, places, or ideas, or whatever that are so much smaller in comparison that I feel like I have to shrink down everything that I'm doing. And then wow. that kind of fucking grinds me ultimately all the way down because I'm sitting there thinking like I have this great question or I have this great idea but like you people like what's wrong with you why can't you think outside of the box like what the hell's your problem like let's light this on fire and burn it down and start something new like yeah old stuff isn't working but, like, in reality, um, that's not really
1: a sustainable way of creating the new. That's so funny. <laughs> it's my preferred method, but... But be- that just seems like being bogged down by reality. Yeah. Like, thi- like reality that you can't change or whatever. Yes. Like, you get, into the, you get into the swing of things in the week and you're, like, you, you fall under the spell of, like, I can't change this.
0: Yeah, and I person, like, how I am personality-wise and, like, astrologically speaking, I'm, like, an Aries, so... I am always like, let's do this this way. Let's do this now. Let's do this fast. Let's do this really well. And then I'll get bored and then I'll yeah. be like, fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore. I am done. Yeah. So that's where I've been for a little while. Like I've blazed through all of the projects that I'm working on and like they're just so easy to me now because I've done them so many times and I know that this sounds a little bit aloof, but whatever, it's my truth, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's like, it's not good enough for me because it's not stimulating me intellectually. And for me, a lot of my creativity
1: comes from intellectual pursuits. Yeah. Like being engaged in something. Yes. And having something that's like having just like an alive relationship with your...
0: Yeah. Like my brain needs to be constantly engaged with things at the same time and the same velocity, if that's the right word. I don't know. I'm an English major. Uh, as my body, like I need to be doing something physically challenging and mentally challenging at the same time. And when one or the other isn't happening or neither, it's like, why am I here? I'm going to leave at 2 p.m. and then cry and get my nails done and then lay in bed for a bit. <laughs> oh, <dang.
1: laughs> Which is what I did today. That's hashtag wellness right there. Yeah, wellness. So what are you engaged in right now that, that is stimulating your mind? Um, is there anything?
0: Like memes i don't know uh (laughs) this is a hard question i want to say yes but right now or like what
1: would be an example of that for you like going home and having like something that you were something that was like waiting there to be worked on that was like calling to you in some way
0: okay what's really calling to me right now is that it's wednesday night and a new episode of shadow hunters is on netflix fair and tomorrow a new episode of riverdale will be on netflix
1: Great. Yeah, (laughs) totally. That's (laughs) legit.
0: That's what I, like, TV like that is what helps my brain, like, shut down for a bit and, like, revive itself, you know? It's, like, going into this, like, fantasy, like, teen drama weird world that I am so far removed from and can't relate to in any capacity. Like, my brain goes to sleep and it's, like, I'm going to forget about all of the crap that you've had to about and deal with the past couple of days and then when i wake up and you're done watching this show and you're having emotions about these characters that aren't real and getting involved in their problems that are completely ridiculous and would never happen in real life um that's when my brain is going to be like ready for the next thing and like be able to dream up something new to do yeah
1: true
0: that was a long way of saying like trash tv makes me feel really good
1: Yeah, but it was also like the way that you explained it was like you get to step into someone else's like creation. It's like you aren't going home being like, oh, I'm so excited to work on my novel or my magna opus and sit on my desk. And that's the thing that's calling me to be creative. It's like I get to be enriched by this piece of art that, yeah, you could call it trash TV, but it's a narrative. It's like characters and you get to step into someone's world and benefit from that. And then you can wake up and feel like, regenerated, like, you've stepped into a different realm and had a perspective shift in a way, right? Yes. So that's, like... I think whatever does that for you, it's like, that's, that's, that can be creatively enriching. And that's like a good thing, right? That's why, yeah, you can't really like judge that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I never come home from work being like, oh, I'm so excited Excited to work work on on something. Yeah. I just spent eight hours of my day working on stuff that is like. That's how
1: I think it's supposed to be though. You know what I mean? Like I am, like, that's how I, I, when I get into, when I get so like busy and like I, Pile on work and I pile on like freelance work. I'm a freelance writer on the side. So it's like part of my side hustle, like I'm the person keeping this alive. And it's like part of that to be like, I need to constantly pitch editors like new ideas. And I'm constantly thinking of new ideas like this is definitely a strength of mine. But when I'm feeling super low and not taking care of myself, like it's it's not that muscle isn't as strong. Right. Mm -hmm. So I tend to think of myself as like when I'm super creatively engaged and like doing a good job or like fulfilling my version of success. Then I come home and I'm like, oh, my God, I have this like vision of myself sitting at this desk and writing like a fucking magician. And like that's sort of like what I imagine being creatively fulfilled. Or like living a successful creative life to be like like that feeling of being drawn to that vision and tra- drawn to that work all the time but it's equally as important to like consume mm-hmm. like it's equally as or like it's it's more exciting sometimes to consume
0: so what's the first thing that drops off of your like big dedicated self-care list when you feel completely depleted for me it's exercise <laughs> Yeah. And exercise is definitely like the one thing like I was saying um it's I need my brain and my body to be active and engaged and feel like it's exerting some of that like pent up energy that I have yeah. so I can actually think clearly and yeah. I know that um doing yoga and going to the gym and yeah. being outside is the number one best thing for me possible ever
1: oh, it helps so much
0: and then as soon as I feel like oh I had a really crappy day or like oh I'm so unmotivated and uninspired like I don't go and go to a yoga class like I used to I don't go to the gym in the middle mm-hmm. of the day I'm just like I'm gonna lay here
1: and, and be miserable be
0: miserable and just yeah kind of
1: myself like I this. totally understand that Yeah, movement helps so much. Like when there's movement happening in your body, there's like there's movement in your mind. Like I will like go and like run on the elliptical for like 20 minutes. I'm so lucky to have like a like a wellness room or a gym at my work. Um, Definitely one of the perks of working at a corporate office, I guess. It's like when I go and like work out on the elliptical for like 20 minutes. I'm like, what was I feeling blocked about? Like what was I feeling stuck about? It's like I lose, like I I remind my body that like fluidity is a thing that happens when I. (laughs) move and then it's like my mind is like oh yeah like I'm fluid too so that's like really helpful but yeah it's easy it's hard I don't know why it's like so it becomes difficult to like to push yourself to do that when you're like fuck
0: yeah and especially with it's kind of funny too because like we just had a very prolific Aries season plus Mercury retrograde Mm -hmm. plus new moon and Aries and those are usually things that like get me really excited and I can be really prolific during And just have Mm -hmm. so much shit happen that's, like, positive and creative and productive. But this time around has actually been severely down. I wouldn't really, if I'm thinking of it from a real and true, like, fact-checking perspective, like, it wasn't bad. It wasn't downhill. It was just very difficult and as a result kind of necessary because, like, I'm older. I just turned 28 um a lot of my relationships have shifted a very big relationship has recently ended and i am really hyper aware almost of like what i need and what i want and what i'm ready for and i'm kind of setting the foundation for all of that by tearing again (laughs) setting everything on fire and burning it down uh just like tearing it down and getting ready to just build new things and instead of it being invigorating and inspiring it's really like draining because i put so much of my creativity and passion into those relationships and into those structures that were already there but all of a sudden i'm like wow this is really like painful and crappy and i don't want to exercise i don't care that i just put out a collection of poetry i haven't touched anything creative in a while I just like wrote a blog post and it was about me feeling like this and even that was hard to sit with and want to put out because it was like this isn't the kind of creative stuff that I want to put out necessarily or Mm -hmm. look at but at the same time it's really necessary and I think it is part of or a new beginning of a different kind of creative process for me at this time in my life that was really deep i'm sorry
1: no that's good though
0: <laughs> it's, <laughs> shit it's real yeah
1: that was a real fucking mercury retrograde for you right? oh it,
0: yeah and like sh- like that was a
1: real retrograde
0: experience mercury was also in aries at the same time yeah like
1: that was a real aries experience it, for an aries yeah like, an, i'd be curious an to know, aries like, sun an aries moon and an aries mercury a lot mercury. <laughs> That's but yeah, weird. like I think about that as well. Like what when I what what when I was thinking about when you were saying that was how the structures and like the familiar in our life really do support us in a lot of ways. Like they support us in our thriving creativity, which is why we don't like when everything falls apart. It's like we realize how we we relied on on shit to to be the person that we are, yeah. and then when shit falls apart, it's like. I need to not just change how I do things, but, like, my idea of myself. Like, I need to change so much more than just, you know, like, everything's connected.
0: Yeah, and not necessarily, like, change everything about your identity. Like, of course, like, when things leave you, like, a part of you shifts and you're like, whoa, who am I? But at the same time, you kind of realize, like, whoa, this is who I am. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm in a relationship with someone, for example, and feel really lonely. And that's something that's been weighing on me that I wrote about the other day, too, is like, I can't believe I'm this person because I thought that, like, I could handle this type of situation being in some, like, any kind of relationship in general and, like, not be fully invested in the person and, like, have my own separate thing going on. But that was really lonely for me and I never expected it to be that way, you know? And I never expected myself to react, like, so, like, the way I did, like, be sad about it or feel like something was missing. Usually I'm like, oh, well, people don't really fulfill me in that way and, like, I'm not looking for this, this, and this, but, like, I'm really coming to the conclusion that I am very much, like, longing for really meaningful like explosive passionate loving connections with people like whether they're a really a friend or a family member or a partner or whatever like I need to have that kind of depth (laughs) with the person like you like even you and I like just talking like I can show you my soul and be like okay with it but then like say I go out on a date for example which I am absolutely dreading Um, I'm always about to like put myself out there and be like this is who I am this is how weird I am this is how intellectual I am this is how passionate I am this is how (laughs) overwhelming I am and if you can't handle that I will know immediately and then there's no possibility of connection there because if you can't like my Instagram bio says if you can't hand me handle me at my Miss Cleo you cannot have me at my Charlize Theron. True. Hell yeah. Fucking true.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like that's that's exactly how I feel too. I think a lot of creative people probably feel the same way because mm-hmm. something that I have also learned during the late 20s period of your life is my my core values really became so much clearer to me than they ever have been. And I really realized that I don't necessarily want, like it's not my measure of success. I don't want to go higher or further in life I want to go deeper Mm -hmm. and that's to me where the explosive the sustainable explosive relationships lie it's like there's when I can go really deep with someone it's like we access like we tear down I'm really interested in tearing down like the structures that we build up around ourselves all the time and getting to that like place of like being so I guess vulnerable is the word but like your base self who you are like outside of your ego or whatever or who you are outside of like what you attach your identity to like titles like i'm a writer or i'm like a, uh, i've written for this i've written for this it's like what i find to be super explosive about a relationship or like an interaction with someone is when i can access that alive present self yeah. um we're talking about relationships we were supposed to be talking about work
0: Oh, work? I don't know. I talk so much about work, work all the fucking time. I love my job. I am shocked that I'm a project manager. Like <laughs> So, I my, I started my career like in communications, in internal communications, and I my background, like I went to university for English. I'm an English major. I've always been So yeah, I went to university for English. I started my career in communications. I worked at a bookstore before that. And then I was in marketing and all of those things are very like verbal words, images, storytelling. And then I had, I found this job posting for a project coordinator and I was like, I'm going to be a fucking project coordinator. Like no matter what anybody says, I'm going to do it. And I have dealt with retail projects before, um, new store builds and renovations and all of that good stuff, Um, but from like the marketing side or like the informing the stores that this is happening side. And I was like, projects? Yeah, I was in university and dealing with tight timelines and (laughs) somehow pulling through. And I was in charge of budgets when I was in marketing, even though I I absolutely fucking hated that. Um, so I applied for this job (laughs) and I got it. (laughs) And then like within six months, I was like, I'm not a project coordinator. I'm a project manager. Like, this is exactly what I'm doing. I'm managing these projects. So for some reason, um, my lovely team decided that that was a really great idea and opportunity to, you know, change my title and elevate my goddamn responsibilities. And all of a sudden I'm a project manager. I've been in this position for like three years now uh and (laughs) what have you done seriously and I absolutely love it because I love scheduling things (laughs) I love planning and I love talking to people and you wouldn't think that there's room for creativity in project management um and I do mostly construction project management and I'm moving into e-commerce and hopefully one day IT and corporate strategy project management um but Yeah, you wouldn't think there's a lot of creativity, but I get to mostly for the reason that they let me kind of do whatever weird creative woo-woo shit Mm. I want to in my meetings and just in my presentation, how I am as a person, and they don't try to stifle that. So I've been absolutely fortunate with my current position but it's just like you tell people you're a writer and you write poetry and you hosted a poetry show and you run a blog and then they're like, oh, is that what you do? And you're like, no, my real job, air quotations, is a project manager. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, how do those uh,
1: go hand in
0: hand? I know they
1: don't. They yeah, don't, they, but they do. They don't, but yeah. Well, they, Yeah.
0: yeah. I make it that way. I, I, yeah, yeah. That's like the overarching theme, theme of my life. Like, I started The that's Salvage good, because I was like, oh, there's no place for me to put like what I want to say out there so I'm just gonna make it and I was like okay best things start yeah so anything I guess if I had to teach
1: someone a lesson via my life it's like whatever you want (laughs) to do just fucking do it there there it is guys mic drop (laughs) I don't think that would be the same lesson of my life I think the lesson of my life I don't know what the lesson of my life is Guys, fuck. I don't know the lesson (laughs) of my life. Oh, no. What's the lesson of my life? The lesson of your life is just like, be weird. Yeah, true.
0: Be your weird self. Yeah,
1: and that's a thing that I'm really actually grateful to my job for. Because I... And we talk about this a lot on The Salvage, Like, being... Like, the value of a creative community in and of itself is that you are able to, like, sort of, like, firm up a sense of yourself through your interaction with the community. Like, we understand ourselves so often through the lens of each other. And I don't think that's a bad thing. It doesn't mean that we're flimsy. I, it's like something that I know about myself for sure is that I am a, have a strong sense of self. And I it wasn't until I was able to really give of myself in sort of different, like, communities, like with my full-time job, with other creative partners, and with friends on the side that I was able to really sort of, like, see who i who I was like no matter what um and that's something that I'm that I'm really grateful for like allowing myself to like arrive at or like yeah like just building myself up to a place where I sort of like don't really care if someone thinks that it's weird then I like read tarot or or like do all this woo-woo stuff like I've hashtag wellness yeah <laughs> like I don't yeah like there was like definitely a part of me that I when I was really not confident about that. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, there's so many connotations. Like, you can't be smart and call yourself, like, a tarot reader. Like, do you think you're psychic? Like, explain this to me. How does this work? It's like, I don't... Like, yeah. Like, I... It takes a lot of... It took me a lot of work to own that. And it... Like, I'm still working on it. But it's a... It was a difficult thing for me to own.
0: Yeah. For sure. So, our lovely friend, Anthony... Um, actually said to me and <laughs> shout Go out to Anthony <laughs> he's our boy Anthony DeFeo.
1: And sign? No, he's not. sign. Yeah,
0: he is. He's a Virgo. Oh, yes. So true. he asked me like at my birthday dinner a couple weeks ago, like, oh, well, I've noticed that you've just started really like showing off that you are into astrology. Like, yeah. I have like yeah. no holds barred lately. I've been like sharing all these memes with people. Yeah, I got Andreana into like caring about it. <laughs> caring about caring about astrology yeah. and like what it means and all this other stuff. And people are always so, like, what you see on, like, dating websites or, like, making new friends with people, it's like, oh, you're into astrology, aren't you? And it's like, hell yeah, I am because it's really interesting to have some kind of, like, blueprint so I can, A, yeah. like, judge the shit out of you. And B, for that reason alone.
1: (laughs) For that reason alone. For A, yeah, like, listen, haters. So I will
0: judge you. So I will judge you because it's, no, it's just really nice to have, like, a blueprint of someone's kind of personality or, like, see what relates to them and what doesn't. And then, like, all the different layers of, like, explanations for everything. Like, which planet was in which constellation at which time of your birth and, like, what that means for, like, your communication, how you are in relationships, how you are in conflict. And... We read Anthony's chart at the bar. We were sitting right. at the bar just like into telling it. him who he was. He was
1: we he was really indulging us. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was beautiful. That was a great experience it for me. It was
0: like me knowing that him was really, really, really well exciting. and Kate not knowing who the hell he was, but yeah. basically like confirming what I had already said.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, it's crazy how it, it, it stuns me how how accurate like yeah. it 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 stuns me how accurate like yeah. the, the things that you will find in your rich chart are. And it's like If I ever wanted, like, I'm a Pisces, so there's part of me that's, like, very existentially sort of, like, oriented. Like, I will definitely, when I'm not taking care of myself, I'll slip into, like, a, a, like, I'll slip into, like, my body. Like, I don't have a body. I forget that I am, like, a, like, I forget that I have to, like, take care of myself. And I, I, I need things to, like, cling to the earth. And then I, like cling to things and then it's like oh my god I everything's crumbling around me what am I gonna do yeah but <laughs> James is the same James my roommate is also yeah. in Pisces and, he and like that's a Pisces thing but astrology reminds me that like it makes me feel like less alone it yes. makes me feel like there is order in the chaos and it also makes me feel like life is a little bit fucking magical and that's fine like i only want my life to be magical that's the lesson of my life i want life to be magical i want to constantly find ways to make life magical and when i think about astrology and all the time and when i think about like the moon cycles and think about how it applies to me and the people in my life and the women in my life that makes me feel like my life is magical and like i want that for everyone yes you know what i mean like i want that for everyone
0: It's also a lot of fun to, like, make fun of yourself through astrology. Like, one of the things about Aries, which I would never have admitted before about myself is that we throw temper tantrums (laughs) like I have about like 60 tantrums in my mind a day and I just want to like flip tables and give people the finger and throw shit across the room and be like how dare you fucking speak back to me like don't look (laughs) at me like that bitch I will take you down and that happens like so consistently and then it'll go away after five seconds and I love thinking like, oh, there's me being like, yeah. this <laughs> crazy
1: child Aries. Yes, and that's the thing. That's another thing that I was like explaining. My, I was talking about my about this to my mom about astrology. Um, she's like super open to it, and we talk about it all the time. And she like when someone lights up about something, you it's it's an attractive energy. You want to mm-hmm. hear them talk about it. So my family indulges me about this, even though they wouldn't anyway. But anyway, um, I was like, the way I was explaining it to her is like, it makes things less personal. Like you saying that like you wanted, like there's a child in you that wanted to have a tantrum. It's like, that's simply Aries energy coming up through you. Yeah. Like, it's not personal. It doesn't have to be like that. So it's just, like, yeah, a it's way. It's directed. really helpful to, like, manage it. Yeah,
0: it's never directed towards, like, a specific person. It's just, like, a feeling that comes. And whoever is in my way, I'm just, like, all yeah. you down the stairs. And then be like, oh, my God, I never meant to hurt you. No. <laughs> I never meant to make you upset. Please forgive me. But I'm not sorry. <laughs>
1: Oh, mama.
0: Anyway. Moms are really interesting too. Like, my mom is actually why I'm into astrology because she wanted to, like, really outline, she wanted to give me something, I guess, that, like, made me feel special and, like, unique. And she was, like, learn about being an Aries. Really funny. My mom is, like, to me, the epitome of, like, evil because she is a Cancer sun with a Virgo moon. And, like, I cannot handle cancers or Virgos, sorry, Anthony, um, at all. Like, usually, like, ever. Like, they drive me nuts. And my mom is just, like, that perfect mix of things that drive me crazy. But which... if you're
1: listening and you're a Virgo, we like you.
0: Yeah, like, you as a person. <laughs> My mom is not actually evil, but like that mix. I think man. everyone
1: everyone is kind of allowed to think their mom's evil, though. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah.
0: like, okay, I could talk a lot about like the trauma of being born and like separated from your mother and
1: like. That's a whole other podcast episode. The trauma uh, of being yeah, born. Yeah, so. The trauma, the, of trauma of, been, the trauma of being b- the literally. Trauma being of born, the trauma of existence. The trauma of existence. It's never stopped for 30 fucking years. Yeah. It never stops. It never will stop.
0: So, going back to the point of this podcast we were, episode.
1: We, uh, we started talking about adrenal fatigue, and now we're ending talking about the cosmos <laughs> and, moms. And, and the trauma of being born, <laughs> naturally. So, I think what we've learned today is that um, the way to solve adrenal fatigue is to just give it over to the cosmos. Yeah. Just give it over. No, that's not, that's not blame, a solution. Blame your
0: negative relationship with your mother on her star sign yeah. and how it's incompatible with yours. And also, um, I, another takeaway is that like I'm still really angry for no reason.
1: Yeah, that's another good takeaway. Take that with you. Yeah. Write it down somewhere. It's okay to be angry for no reason.
0: Okay, here. Project manager time. Creativity and work. They can go together, but it sucks when they do and it's not working out. Obviously, it's really beautiful when it does work out, but key takeaway is that it's not always consistent. The only thing that can be consistent is you and your reactions to the situation. And consistency in terms of like positive or negative things that you want to do that's going to really make or break the situation and your feelings and attitudes about what the hell is going on. So me consistently laying in bed after work every single day this week and being like, even though I'm up at five in the morning, I'm still not going to go to the gym. Oh my God, I hate myself. I'm so lazy. I have been inactive. Like that pattern is what's keeping me down. Keeping my creativity and my engagement and all that stuff with work, with my side hustle or whatever, and just like my creative self in general, like that's my problem to fix. Does that make sense? I feel like I rambled, but it might like no, that's have good. tied everything together. Yeah. Whatever. Really good. Okay. So You I, got this. I I guess that's it. I guess that's our first real episode.
1: Thanks first, for listening. First full length episode. Yeah we, yeah, we killed it. I think we should feel really good. Hell about yeah. Alright. Thanks,
0: um, everybody. Love you. Bye. Bye.